Growing up in the city of Chicago was tough for me, but with good old-fashioned perseverance, faith, family love, I made it out. Gang violence, drugs, losing family members. But now today, I am a comedian, actor, entertainer, and I want to tell you about my journey. Here it is, A Midday Affair with J.C. Taylor. Sit back and relax and enjoy. All right. Hey, and welcome to the show. I'm my first show of the podcast, and I'm going to tell you a lot, a little bit about me. I got to give you a history of how I came to be uh, growing up in Chicago, the south side of the city. My parents, they were from the west side by way of down south, which at that time, I guess a lot of black families were from the south because that's where we originated. Uh, well, my ancestors. Uh, anyway, we... I had a blended family, a large blended family. My parents, my mom had three girls and four boys. My father had 14 when they met and they had two together, which is me and my older brother, which he's, he's two years older than me. Um, for a total of 23 is what I counted. But I was raised with about 10 of us in the house together at one time, which is still a lot. As <laughs> we, we had a little video house. It was like a, it was a two story house. But uh, one, two, three bedrooms, and I say a pantry and a back porch that they turned into a bedroom. And my grandmother lived upstairs with my uncle, my mother's brother. So that was my mother's mother that lived upstairs, and a different set, a different type of apartment. It wasn't really set up like a like a real apartment per se with separate doors, but it had a kitchen and bathroom and all that. So it was a, I guess, a two bedroom extended apartment upstairs which would have given it a, a total of five bedroom house but why would you not rent the top floor out when you have a kitchen and a bathroom and all that kind of stuff so it was basically a two bedroom apartment I mean a two story uh, um, two apartments in, in one house um, they moved from the west side of Chicago as I said and uh, for, went to the south side where at that time a lot of black families were moving south of Chicago for better jobs. A lot of the factories were out south, um, Ford plant, steel mill, all those jobs and factories were out that way. So that kind of brought a lot of black people out to the south side. And about 1971 is when they said they moved and bought the house. I was born in 1970, so a year before. Uh, born on the west side of Chicago at Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's. Now, my brothers and sisters, they were born right across the street at the Cook County Hospital. I always cracked the joke that, uh, yeah, mama had insurance by the time I came around. And that's why I wasn't born in the county. <laughs> uh, no, just, uh, you know, I'm going to try to make light of everything, man, because it's all funny, which helps help me to get my sense of humor. My dad, he was he was a funny man. Uh, third grade education, old school country boy. He could he would go hunting, uh, fishing. All this stuff. So he said he would take us fishing a lot. And my memory was that the kids in the hood were not, they were out getting in trouble. So my parents were like, man, uh-uh. They took us fishing all the time and kept us out there with them, which in turn stopped us from getting in trouble. It kind of helped the younger generation out. But my older brothers and sisters, they were they were unfortunately wrapped up in the, the trappings of the neighborhood and the things that goes on in the neighborhood, you know. But I had a pretty good childhood because both of them were at home, which if I'm not mistaken, there was a few families on my block that had both parents. But you could see the change. 
the shift changed uh, and a lot of single mothers, the dads weren't there anymore. It's like, well, we, I mean, my dad was, a he, he called himself slow. What I mean by that, he said, man, all my friends are dead and gone. They called me slow. They said I was slow. Like I was, I didn't drink or smoke or do the, or do the, uh, the street stuff. And that's what he meant by being slow. And so anyway, he stayed home. He was in the house with, with mom and dad. My mother had a factory job by the time I came around. And uh, my father had his own body and fender mechanic shop on the west side. But my mother did say she had some college and she was a surgical technician before going to the factory. She left the factory gig because the benefits were better at the factory job. Man, I can remember my mother dropping me off at the shop where my dad worked. Cause he, his shop was on the west side. My mother's job was on the west in the west suburbs. And she would go that way and stop by the shop because he left early in the morning to open up his, open up his business. And uh, since I wasn't in school, uh, drop me off over daddy's at daddy's shop. And I'll get the chance to go over there and hang out with him and be around him while he's working his job and working his shop. And it was kind of cool, a little different for me which I liked, but there was a, 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 a bond. I believe that me and my father had, uh, he named me after him, uh, his name, he changed his name and he was born. It's funny. He was born in 1925. His name was Lutheran Taylor and it was actually spelled T A I L O R or T A L O R. Something like that. It was, it, it was, it, it was one of the birth certificates that we had to dig to find <laughs> may have been him, may not have been, him, but we was able to track it down and find it, um, find his real birth certificate because they, they didn't really keep good records back then. But uh, his name went from that. His, his mother passed at birth or during that time. So he was raised by his father by himself with his older sisters and all that. And uh, eventually his older sister raised him. They changed his name to Essie, E-S-S-I-E, which he said was a girl name. And he changed it to J.C. when he moved to Chicago. So, yeah, I have an older brother named Essie Jr. <laughs> so I'm not a junior. I'm, I'm the baby. He's like, well, it's my last kid. I guess I'm having at 45. Uh, he's going to get my name J.C. My mother said, no, J.C. is too plain. So they gave me a middle name, Terrell. Uh, I love growing up in this in this kind of close knit because we were close knit. My my dad would cook and barbecue, and uh, it was a, it was a good old time. And like I say, he was funny, cracking jokes, walking around passing gas. Oh look, <laughs> check out that bullfrog! <laughs> I always thought that was funny, man, and and uh, it was kind of cool. And uh, my mother, uh, she was the tough one. She had to be the disciplinarian. Which I guess was cool because my daddy, I thought he was like a little tough dude, like man, like, Ugh. and I was always afraid of him to be honest. And he only gave me like two whoopings in my lifetime, and my mother, but she did the rest. And I say whooping because it's a it's a word that comes from whipping, as you know. And the story behind this one for me is when I got older and started having my kids. Will Smith said something that about whipping the term whipping and whipping your kids. It comes from slavery when they did wrong the slaves did wrong or whatever they thought they did wrong they would punish them by giving giving them whippings with a whip and when will smith reminded me of this in one of his interviews i said okay i'm gonna stop whooping my kids and i did so so you know it's okay but 
going back to to my mom and dad and growing up on the on, on the south side and on this block in the Roseland community. Uh, he was we weren't we weren't allowed to play out front, so we get, or use the front door to go in and out the house. So we had to play in the backyard or in the alley. We made the baseball diamond in the alley <laughs> in the backyard. It, we didn't have grass because we played on it all the time. It was dirt, a dirt patch of, in the backyard, but that was our baseball field and football field. And they didn't care. We had a fence in the backyard, so we couldn't go out. And they were like, no, we're not going to trust you. Trust the streets. We trust y'all, but we don't trust the street people. I think that helped me because a lot of my friends um, in the neighborhood, they started getting in trouble. And of course, the gangs and drugs started coming. And because we were, they used to make fun of us that we couldn't come outside and play on the front. And some of our friends would go around to the back in the alley and play with us. And But they weren't allowed in the yard. We had dogs. My, my dad kept his dogs from his business. He had, you know, in, in our family, we didn't have dogs for pets. They were to protect property and, and protect my daddy's business over, over on the west side. And so we had we had some tough dogs, <laughs> right? But they stayed in the yard and played while we played. And they protected us. I remember getting uh, getting chased by a dog from in the neighborhood. It was a bunch, always a bunch of stray dogs in the hood, <laughs> and the dogs would chase us. And our dogs were so protected, they jumped the gate and come and, and uh, protect us from the other dogs. It's like, wow, what kind of instinct was that as a as a dog? Uh, you know. You know uh, that a dog can give you with that protection and I, but as a, as an adult, I haven't really had any animals. I had some fish and all that. My wife is not a real, a real animal lover. So, uh, dogs and cats and even fish. I can't even have fish these days. <laughs> she, I'm cool with that though. I'm cool. Cause it's the cleanup part. I tried to buy my dog, my son, a dog once and, and, uh, one of my sons and, they didn't clean up behind the dog. You know, dog is around the house just pooping everywhere. And I'm like, oh, no, uh-uh. Because they called me OCD. And, and I'm like, no, no, no. You can't have this dog <laughs> in the house if you're not going to clean up behind him. So somehow I was going to get rid of the dog. But I I didn't expect him to leave that day. I opened up the door and he ran out. Somebody picked him up because he was a, a, a pit bull that we got from one of the rappers, uh, Big Boy from Outcast. He had a pit farm. So it was a breed, a breed of a very good breed of pit cost me a lot of money, had papers on it and everything. And uh, my son to this day still think I let the dog out on purpose. <laughs> but, but going back to my childhood, we had animals, love my dogs. My mom always had her little lap dogs in the house and the cats. Now I had this cat, man, that hated me because my daddy, used to, I was the baby. So my daddy let everybody know around the house that this is my baby, my baby. So the brothers and sisters were jealous and even the cat was jealous <laughs> he had a cat called blackie and he would hide under the table on the chairs where the you can't see him because the tablecloth was there and he would hide under there and every time i walked by he would reach out and scratch my legs i'm crying <laughs> my daddy got his house shoe and whooped the cat <laughs> who really how do you whoop the cat? But I was happy because he whooped the cat at the cat scratched me. So it's safe to say I was I was a little bit uh, spoiled, which is uh, which caused a little envy 
amongst my siblings and they didn't they did not like me man whatever i i believe they loved me but uh they didn't they didn't really care for me too much and i guess that's that whole sibling rivalry thing uh, the older older kids always get a little more jealous or the the kids they think that are favored they they get uh a little bit of flack and for the most part i think parents do lean toward certain kids a little more than the others some kids need more attention than the other kids some people some kids don't i was one of those sharp kids that didn't need a whole lot of attention but i i sure was love to get into a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah, yes indeed man uh you know uh they yeah they, they told me i was smart I, I i remember when i started head head start because i would see my brothers and sisters go out the house every day to go to school and i had to stay home and watch zoom 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 uh, zoom and uh what was the other one i forget the other one uh rumper room and all those those things bozo the clown that's that's a chicago local thing but i was stuck in the house and i had to improvise and make my way so when, when school started i'm like yes so it, I, I went to school early i was in head start first that's when they had the head start program and uh and then kindergarten so people say when you start your kids earlier in school they end up being a little smarter so yeah I, all of my kids mainly started early uh, and some of them dropped the ball but early is head start but a lot of folks i knew didn't start until later on which i think can hinder your your growth but yeah i was excited about learning and going to school and i, I did well but they was like, well, but he he's also a bad kid. <laughs> it's bad is is relative. You know, I said I was misunderstood. You know, my brother's friend would call me bad seed, and I guess that planted in my head. And you know, but that's okay. I like the reputation because it they looked at me like, oh, okay, that's a kid. He he funny, he funny, and he he bad. What's up, bad seed? He's like, yeah, you in the hood, you kind of want a little bit of roughness to be known <laughs> uh i um but in school man i you could tell right away which teachers were cool or good teachers and which ones was that was just there to get a check and as you know how our, our school system how it ended up turning out in chicago uh, a lot of teachers were there just to get a check and really didn't care and then well I, and to their credit a lot of the kids coming to school weren't ready to be in school and because the parents were probably not doing such a good job with them at home. A lot of my friends would come home, come to school hungry and had been up all night because their parents were up all night and all that. It, it, man, it was kind of crazy, but you still made it though. You, you, you know, you still, you still came out of that. Uh, I had a, 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 a tough time probably in grade school because I was, I was swept. I would finish my work a lot of times and get in trouble and, and some teachers will brush me off and send me to the office. And so how do you still graduate and get good grades when you spend most of your time in the office because you couldn't be quiet, you couldn't sit still. And nobody was diagnosing kids back then with ADD, attention deficit disorder, or giving them Ritalin or any other kind of drug to calm their brain down. And so I didn't have that. I didn't have that kind of stuff. And I think for the most part, that's what kind of attracted me to the lifestyle later. Uh, because my brain was always active, always moving, and I wanted to kind of slow it down some. And um, I guess because of 
not because I, I'm not blaming nobody ever, but uh, as I tell this story, you'll hear more about how I, the stuff I've went through, which was tough for me, but I made it out anyway. So I ended up being in the, and we went back to school. I ended up being in the gifted program. Uh, that's a program where you put two grades in with each other, fifth and sixth. This one teacher, she was so cool. I liked her. She kept me busy. We did musicals, plays. We had an incubator with chicken eggs and watched the eggs hatch. We even had a rabbit that we were taking care of that we forgot going on Christmas break that he needed some care. And when we came back, the rabbit was donezo. <laughs> yeah, man, that was horrible. We were like, oh, no. But they make, she made class fun. She made class fun. I think that's the first time I really got exposed to the arts because of the acting and the plays. I had a lead role in one of the plays. And I was like, I was smitten at that point with the whole uh, artist thing. Um, and then I say around 12th grade, well, sixth, fifth and sixth, I went to seventh grade at that point. And still, uh, they put me into the seventh and eighth grade class for the next gifted. But they, when you're in those classes, this teacher was totally different from my last teacher. She didn't really have that caring, nurturing thing that the other teacher had. And I guess I sensed that right away and and we didn't get along and I got into a fight and they kicked me out of that program. Put me in the next program, which they call the first top. And I, I didn't mind because most of my friends were in that one. They were in that class because they didn't go to the gifted program. A lot of my boys from fifth and sixth grade, uh, they didn't do so well academically, so they didn't, they didn't go on with me. So I didn't like the fact that I had to leave their class, leave them. And so I, I guess subconsciously me getting kicked out of the gifted program, I knew I was going to go be back with my friends. That, 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 that's how it happens. <laughs> but, uh, but unfortunately, uh, this class, uh, same deal. This lady, she was there and uh, we clashed right away. She tried. I can tell she tried because she would put me next to her. My desk. I, she had to move my desk next to her. But I would grade papers for her and run errands for her uh, because I was, you know, she looked at me. She knew I was smart. But she hated the fact that I would correct her when she was wrong, when she made an error. And so I would get in trouble with her, too. Uh, my mother told me, she, she said, man, it's, that, boy, it's that boy, he. Man, he he made this lady crazy because she she cried one day to my mother. Like my mother went there for a meeting. She's like, I don't know what to do with him. Ah. And I'm like, oh, man, I hurt that lady feelings. <laughs> you know, so anyway, I ended up getting kicked out of that class for another fight. It's funny because this is when I met my first wife. She was in the seventh grade class. She had came in later. She didn't start the school year. And I'm like, wow. I was, I was like, ooh. And this one kid used to make fun of her and call her olive oil. Kids back in the day were very cruel. And he would call her olive oil. And and I didn't like that. And so I ended up fighting this kid. And they kicked me out of that class. I was like, oh, wow. So I didn't see her anymore for years, for, you know, until we got older. And... I went to the next class, which is the second top. So now, as you can see, I'm getting lower far as educational wise, the level of class. 
So these classes had had uh, lower level books, lower level every lower level lower level teaching as well, because they had to slow down for the, the the slower kids. Now in this class, this this guy was all right. I guess I guess he was okay. I was able to deal with him. It was like my first man teacher. Uh, before it was like all women, and they they were kind of like easy pushovers. And I took advantage of that. I know I did. But this guy, he was cool. I liked him. But here's the problem. He was out sick. Thank you for tuning in to A Midday Affair with J.C. Taylor. I got more episodes coming up. You can find me on social media, all platforms at J.C. is my real name. All one word.